This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Went and shot my first wedding with him. And no joke, it was like I instantly fell in love. It was like love at first sight. Like there was something about that day that I just was like, wow, like this is something that I just, I would think I would love to do. And I'd love to be a part of that, you know? So I went and took off from there, really. Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real life stories of how other photographers run their business and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here and let's get started. Hey guys, now is your chance to check out all of the incredible photography education we have available for you at theportraitsystem.com. For only $7, you will get access to over 1,000 videos, including pricing, posing, marketing, lighting, sales, inspiring photo shoots, self-value, and more. Yes, you'll get your first month for only $7 when you become a pro member, and you'll get access to the full download library with posing guides and workbooks and so much more. Also, this includes a pricing calculator, a studio startup timeline, our weekly live broadcasts, including Sue Bryce's live talks, access to our private members-only Facebook groups, special discounts on photography products, and so much more. Head over to theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7 to get your first month for only $7. That's theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7. This week, my guest on the Portrait System podcast is Jahan Serta, and we had such a fun chat. Jahan is a portrait and wedding photographer in the San Francisco Bay Area, and she's very talented, and she's been in business for many years now. Jahan has a very high referral rate, not only from her clients, but also from other people in the event space. She also has a high percentage of clients who come back for more photo shoots, either after she did their wedding or just after a milestone-type portrait shoot in general. Jahan and I ended up talking a lot about maintaining that ever-elusive work and life balance and how we both implement boundaries in order to maintain that healthy balance. Okay, let's get started with the amazing Jahan Serta. Hi, Jahan. Welcome to the Portrait System. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Awesome. Thank you for having awesome. me. 
Oh, I'm excited. So we've never met in person, but we know each other from a photographer Facebook group is how I was kind of introduced to you and your work. And um, so, yeah, it's cool to have you on after all these years of being in this group together for so long. Yes. Yes, it's, yeah. it is. And um, I want to say, I think I got invited to the group in 2013, maybe, or 2012. Yeah, that's Around when the time I it started. Yeah, yeah, it's like when it started. And yes. here we are over a decade later and still have not I met know. in person. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Well, it's funny because it's, I'm, we're not talking about the portrait system group because we have a portrait system Facebook group for all of our mm-hmm. members only, like only members. This is something completely different that way back when it was kind of like this exclusive, like invite only group. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just, I don't know, we ended up just making a lot of really great friends from that group. And Oh, totally. Yeah, I've learned a lot. Like, it was really cool. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I mean, for you, like, let's say 10 years ago, because 2013, has a lot changed for you since then? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Same. <laughs> it definitely has. I mean, but between work life, you know, everything in between, yes, definitely yeah. has changed. Yeah. And, okay. and plus with just how styles and everything has evolved too, you know. Oh, yeah, totally. And, and yeah. I mean, for me too, for what I shoot, like, because I used to do mostly weddings and I, I definitely did portraits back then, but not like how I do now with, I don't do weddings at all anymore, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. But okay. So let's back up. So 2013, how long had you been a photographer at that point? Um, so 2008-ish is around the time when I, I guess I kind of picked back up from, you know, the high school years when I just was playing around with it. Okay. Um, and then there was just like a big break in between. But as far as 2008, I'd say it's like when I really started. And then, and then I started, uh, I actually officially started business in 2009. Okay. So it's been a while, um, 15, 14 years. What are we at? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, about, right? yeah, about 14, 15 yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you've been in this for, for a while now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So when you first started out, was this something that like you switched careers from something else or you just decided this was going to be your career? I know you said you had a break between playing around with it and doing a business, but yeah, I would say so. So in 2001, I was working at Starbucks as a barista, (laughs) loved it. It was so much fun because I just love people. I love the interaction with people. Um, meeting, you know, new people as they walk through the door, remembering their name, their drink, all the things, right? Just connecting mm-hmm. with those people, right? Um, and then at that point I started working for right after Starbucks, there was a customer who would always come in and I, you know, I'd see her all the time. And when I was telling her I was thinking of leaving Starbucks, she was like, oh well, are you looking for a job? And I said, I kind of am. And she's like, well, we have an opening at our company. And um it was an event management strategic marketing company. That I basically got, you know, my interview was being her Starbucks barista. <laughs> and that's nice. how I got into that business. But that's what, awesome. what was fun with that. But it's just like that, but it was like as weird as it sounds, like, you know, I was able to get creative with, you know, making a coffee drink, right? And then yeah. getting creative with working for this company and doing all these creative projects, you know, and then, you know, eventually, you know, moving into my photography business. Yes, like my other passion is event management or just event planning and design, but ah. which is something I never really got to take on full fledged, but I'm just so thankful with, with th- that I took this on, you know? Yeah. So well, th- that just goes to show and people who listen to this all the time know that I harp on this a lot of how important networking is. And it's like, even as a barista, you were networking, even if you didn't realize it, 
Like, right. You know, it's such an important piece to booking shoots, you know, to moving in a different direction with your career, to getting mm-hmm. like affiliate gigs with, you know, photography gear companies. I mean, there's just so many benefits to, to oh, that yeah. thing. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But it was just like, I mean, and the fact that this person just, you know, was willing to kind of take me under her wing in that sense, you know, to, to then, I mean, and, and I was the youngest one in the company at the time too. So in a way forced me to have to, you know, mature up a little bit. Cause I was 18, yeah. you know, oh, I was 18. 18. I was only 18. Wow, so I was working for this yeah. big private company and they, um, and it was, it was a more privately owned company where it wasn't like, it wasn't a big corporation. Like it hadn't, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like it had hundreds of employees. It was just, it was a big company with like, 30, 35 employees, but we were all in the same office. Everyone knew each other. And I had a lot of fun. Like I had yeah. a lot of fun when I worked for that company. So yeah, celebrated my really 21st cool. birthday with them, you know? Yeah. Sounds so. like a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So. Okay. So I know you said you love the event planning side of things. Do you think that's why you were drawn to weddings, shooting weddings? So but when I first started out, I wanted to steer clear of weddings. Ah, like okay. I was afraid of them. Like didn't want to touch them with a 10 foot pole. I, you know, I've been married for 17 years. So, or almost 17 years. But when I got married, I remember everything that just went into it. Right. And, and understanding that this was someone's important day and, mm-hmm. you know, getting lost in all, all the important little things, you know, like the centerpieces and the chair sashes and color yeah. scheme and all that. Right. I know I got um, lost in it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I feel like I got to a point where I'm like, I don't even really care. I just, I just want to get married, you know, but my yeah. mom was kind of reliving her wedding through me, you know, and, you know, cause she didn't get to have that, you know, yeah. when she, yeah. when she got married to my dad. So, you know, there was a lot of butting heads, but <laughs> it was, it happens. But, oh, yeah. weddings but no, so them. when I first started weddings was not something I wanted to do. I was primarily focusing on portraits, whether it was maternity, newborn, family things. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And then eventually I reached out to this photographer that he was the photographer, him and his wife are the one that photographed my wedding. And I just, you know, I kind of expressed my interest on wanting just to kind of get an idea of a wedding, but still at that point, wasn't quite sure if I was confident enough in myself to even approach it. Mm -hmm. So then, um, went and shot my first wedding with him and no joke. It was like, I instantly fell in love. It was like love at first sight. Like there was something about that day that I just was like, wow, like this is something that I just, I would think I would love to do. And I'd love to be a part of that, you know? So it went, it took off from there really. (laughs) And so fast forward to now you do Mm -hmm. weddings, but you also do portraits. Yes. Okay. Yep. And what would you say like a breakdown of like how many weddings you do per, you know, versus portraits or that? you know, specifically? So, I mean, I definitely shoot more portraits, um, you know, between, you know, high school seniors, family, newborn maternity, mm-hmm. but I do prioritize my wedding clients, okay. which I shoot roughly, you know, 15 to 20 weddings a year. I like to keep it like now I used to shoot a little bit more, but I tend to keep it on a smaller scale now. Yeah. One, because of where I, I think I'm priced at, but two, also just that work-life balance, you know, having three kids, a household mm-hmm. to run, you know, my husband is the one who, you know, we're both self-employed, but his business is more consistent through the week. So it's kind of what's made it work for us. 
Yeah. Um, and you know, I, if I feel like, oh, you know what, I can pick up a wedding here or I can pick up a wedding there, you know, then, you know, I'll do it. Yeah. Especially if I'm connecting with somebody, I, I, you know, that heartbreak of saying, sorry, I can't do it because, you know, you can't yeah. tell them like, oh, sorry, I don't want to do it because I have a free weekend. And, you know, I don't know right. if that makes any yeah. sense, but no, totally, totally. Okay. So, so you do 15 to 20 weddings a year. And then if, you know, even just like a rough average of how many portraits do you think you do like one a week, three a month, five a month, you know, what would you say? So I would say it just, it kind of just varies. You know, for example, like right now, I actually, this is the earliest I've finished my wedding season, but I just had my last wedding of the year this past weekend. Um, But between now and the beginning of November, I mean, sorry, beginning of December, I've got like four to five, you know, sessions a week. Oh yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. But we're in October. We're in October, like leading into holiday season. And you are located in San Francisco? Um, Just north of San Francisco. I'm in Petaluma. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Just so people have an idea of, you know, where we're we're at. So I'm in Petaluma. It's a cute little city. Um, We're neighbors with Sonoma. So I'm surrounded by, you know, a lot of the wine country beauty, but also like the open fields, uh, rolling hills, like a little mix of everything, which is kind of nice. San Francisco yeah. is like literally a hop, skip, and a jump for me too. So nice. So you have the best of both worlds. Like you can do oh, city yeah. and you can mm-hmm. do outdoor. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. All right. So I just wanted people to have an idea of your, like you have a full-time photography business. It's just oh, yeah. spaced out in different ways based on season and what you're shooting and that sort of thing. Yes. What, well, the it varies year by year, right? Yeah. But also just by the season. So for example, like in the wintertime, I'm not really shooting a lot around here because, you know, there's mm-hmm. no leaves on the trees and the ground is a constantly wet and, you know, people would love, like people, like, especially when you have people who are very, they had this uh, specific idea in mind of what it is that they want. Yeah. And I tell them, oh, well, <laughs> you're not going to get the green vineyard leaves in the month of December, January, (laughs) especially for people who are coming in from out of town. I shoot a lot of people who come, who travel to the area to get married or just to have an engagement session. And I have to, you know, kind of help coach them. So that way they have like a, they're not surprised when they show up Mm -hmm. thinking, wait, I thought we were doing photos in the vineyard. Like, well, we can, but it's all branchy. (laughs) Right. Right. And uh, setting expectations for clients is so important. I mean, I can remember Mm -hmm. so many times when people would send me these like, you know, golden hour in a field, you know, uh, wedding portraits or whatever, but then they were getting married like in the city in November in Seattle. And I'm like, I just want to make sure you know, <laughs> yeah, that this isn't going to be like, this is not like, you know, I'm not a wizard here. Like yeah. it's, yeah. yeah. So setting those expectations I think are so important always. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and there's nothing wrong with over communicating, right? I mean, right. at least you totally. know that you've communicated it. So that way, when it does come down to it, they know what they're getting into. And then yeah. there is no like, well, wait, wait a second. I thought, or I thought this, or I thought that. It's like, no, 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 no. Like we, d- we discussed that. We talked about it, you know? Yeah. So, and sure. we do it in a playful way. You know, like I'm never, I'm never like, you know, I don't come at a client like in a very, you know, direct, you know, For sure. intense kind of way. It's like, we just yeah. like, like you're never going to get these photos. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's no. brainstorm some other options though. To, that will yeah, be very yeah, yeah. fitting to what it is that you're going for. So totally, totally. Like yeah. they're still going to be really beautiful. It's just, there's not going to have yet. Yeah, totally. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about, I know you have three kids. How old are they now? 
Um, 15, 13, and 8. Oh, yeah. Okay. So mine are 5 and 7 now. And I started my business before they were born. I I started my business in 2012, like officially in 2012. And I had my first in 2016. So I had a good like three and a half years of kind of trying to figure things out before I had my first baby. But you, it sounds like, well, you must have started your business right as you were having your first baby, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. End of 2008. um, I'm sorry. End of 2007. Oh my God, how did that happen? So end of 2007, <laughs> actually. So my um, my oldest was born on January 19th, 2008. Okay. His due date. It was his due date. Nice. Came on his due date. And at the end of 2007, around Christmas time, my husband um, showed up with just like this. He could see my interest in wanting to really um, just, you know, take better pictures and all the things. Plus the iPhone wasn't out yet, you know, whatnot. So it's like you're either you know, photographing with like a small little point and shoot or whatever, but I wanted something a little bit more. And so he uh, got me one of those camera kits and it was a Nikon that came with like two lenses and mm-hmm. all the things. And it was great. It helped, I mean, it, Hey, it, it helped me and inspired me to get my business rolling, you know, mm-hmm. totally. But anyhow, um, but yeah, I, I mean, 2007 when I got that camera kit and then going into 2008, my son was, you know, born and then we just, you know, I would, I would take pictures of him all the time and but then that's when I kind of re- like, I was just taking all these pictures and that's when I realized like, you know, I really should just see if anybody else wants, you know, something like, mm-hmm. you know, is there somebody who wants that, you know, some newborn photos or just some family photos, just have fun with it, you know? And yeah. that was more of just like, this is more of like a hobby for me. And then eventually I, like more and more people were starting to say things to me like, you know, you're so good. You really should do this or you should, you know, do that or start charging and blah, 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 blah. And then eventually I just was like, okay, like, I, I took that leap, you know, yeah, I was yeah. scared to do it. I was really scared yeah. to do it. I remembered my very first paid gig and still, I look back at that and think, oh my God, like, what was I thinking? You know, but <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. So something, something I really wanted to talk to you about and just touch on, cause I know we both have a lot of experience with this is mm-hmm. just managing having you know, a big family or three kids and plus working full time and having your business. And just how do you kind of, how do you make all of that work? Like when you first had your first son, like, do you feel like you had it all together or was it like a shit show? Like how it was for me when I first had my baby, like trying to juggle it all. (laughs) Well, so, well, here's the thing. And this is why I think back, you know, when I first started out, I didn't have this business up and running yet, right? Where Mm -hmm. you could just say yes to everything, right? Like, so for your first five years, you were probably able to just be like, oh yeah, I can take that on. I can take that on. I can take that on. Where me, I had to be a little bit more strategic about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But also um, I was building my portfolio. I was building my website. I was doing everything on my own, everything. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, and you know, and I didn't even have money to pay for someone to help me. Um, You know, then on top of that, you know, doing what I can to further, you know, educate myself and learn more about what direction I wanted to take this business, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, real, real quick. It's, it's yeah. funny. Cause even though I didn't have have kids, I had a full-time job. So when I started, oh. I was a full-time social worker. So yeah. I gave my, yeah. So the first full year of business, I was a full-time social worker. Then I went down to part-time the following year. So that first two years, I mean, I had a, a job and it's like, even though it's not kids, it's obviously different when you have kids. Totally. But it was still like trying to 
figure it all out because I could oh, yeah. only work weekends and evenings. And I also had, you know, my husband and a life and all of that. And I, that, yeah. yeah, it gets real tricky. Well, and, and, and that's the thing is that in 2008, I don't know if you remember, like when we, there was like that big financial you know, crash, oh, like the housing forget. market crash. Like, oh, yes. yeah. And thank God so we did not buy a house at that time because oh, like, I did. my mom I bought one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 2004, I bought my first condo on my own with oh. a really shitty mortgage. And like, th- then the value of it just went like down, 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 yeah. down. Yeah. And well, and so that's the thing is like, we were, my husband and I, you know, he, thankfully, you know, he had his work and his, his work never got affected that's a financial standpoint. I I have to say, I mean, I feel like everyone's always into health and fitness to some degree, you know, but he's also so good at what he does. So I think that helps. Um, and then I, so, you know, I, I was still working for that woman that I was working for at that event management company. She actually had peeled off and started her own company and I Mm kind of went with her. Well, I had already left, but then started back up with her. And then, after I had my son, market crashed. I didn't have her to go back to. So I actually, I would uh, say I, I went from having a 40 hour a week or not really, I would say like more like 35 hours because then I was working in a restaurant. <laughs> like oh I've done God. it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I had such a story with all my, my work gigs, like that I've done. It's funny, but, um, so I was working in the restaurant industry, um, three nights a week at that point. And so in between, you know, I worked like in the bar area of mm-hmm. of this restaurant. And so when it was like a little bit, you know, downtime, like usually at the start of my shift, it was pretty low key because yeah. there was more people who would go and start their early dining over in the dining room, but then they would mm-hmm. come over to the bar area where I worked. Um, and then I'd have like my regular customers that would come in, but basically by like kind of in between, I'd sit and I would just make notes, you know, like right. I'd get a piece of paper, I'd make notes, I'd put it in my you know, my little apron that had pockets, you know, and then I would take those yep. notes at home. Oh, I and, still remember. I was a server yeah. too and bartender. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> those were some fun yeah. times though. It, uh, it was. It was so fun. I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. And that's when I say, like kind of going back to earlier in our, in the conversation about like, you know, I was already working weekends. So going mm-hmm. into weddings was an easy transition because well, I was already working weekends, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So that wasn't an issue when I started working weddings, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of thing. Um, and my, it's like, almost like I would be with my, you know, my, my one at the time, you know, my, my only son at the time, I would be with him during the week while my husband was working. And then it's almost like, all right, tag, you're it. Like now I'm off to work. Mm -hmm. So I think that is huge. Like having him being understanding of like, okay, like it's a Friday or Saturday night. Like we don't get to really hang out, but you get to hang out with your baby and bond and hang out with him, which mm-hmm. he loved, you know? So that was, that was, I think a big part of, of that part of like success at such an early stage, you know, becoming a parent yeah. and, you know, a new, new business. So. Yeah, definitely. So fast forward to having three, mm-hmm. it seems like, uh, you have to have some sort of boundaries in place. Cause like when I, I first had my son and I thought I was going to be able to like work from home with him there and this and that, you know, cause by that time I was no longer a social worker, but I learned really quickly that that's not how it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Like boundaries needed to go, go in place really quickly. Like, are there certain boundaries that you really have to abide by in order to, to make it work? I mean, aside from being able to like, you know, tag team with your husband and, and that sort of thing, but just, in general, I would say, I feel like I, I mean, yes, I've had clients who would text me say at 
nine thirty, ten o'clock at night, you know, with a quick question. Mm-hmm. And I'm the weirdo that would just look at my phone or I would even look at my email from my phone and I would see it. And then I, I couldn't settle myself for the night until yes. I responded. Right. So mm-hmm. that's where I, I feel like I have to admit, I'm probably terrible with boundaries when it comes to that, because I don't like having people wait, especially with technology. Right. Like, I mean, everything mm-hmm. is at our fingertips with this phone, but yeah. But I would say that I did eventually have to set boundaries with myself when it came to my editing and sitting at my computer because, you know, my husband, he would be up for work or really be at work by 6 a.m. And he'd work all day. And then by the time that he walks into the house at, you know, five or six o'clock at night, he doesn't, you know, I would be like, all right, see ya, I got to go work, you know, because we know like sometimes editing is better at nighttime, yeah. at least for me, it's it's better because mm-hmm. it's darker. I can see the colors on my screen a little bit better, you know, that kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and then one night he, he was so mad. <laughs> he was so mad at me because yeah. it was Thursday night football. He comes inside. He's just so excited to like hang out with us and the kids and watch some football and eat dinner. And I'm, you know, I run upstairs and he finally said something like, you know, I get so excited to come in and see you guys, but then you just go upstairs and you go, go to work. And it's like, when am I ever going to get time to spend with you? And I remember, and actually mm-hmm. when that happened, it was around this time of year when it's really busy and you're stressed because clients are just, you know, request after request and needing things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they don't get it, you know, like, plus you're also trying to make sure that you're treating every client like they're your, you know, like they're a priority, you know, and yeah. they don't, yeah, totally. but with that, they don't realize that you've got a handful of other clients that you also are trying to make feel that same way. And I remember being really upset and frustrated and whatever. And I was like, you know what? I just, I shut my computer down and I went downstairs and I remember crossing my arms and just had this like look on my face. Like I was just mm, like, whatever, like, you know, just pissed off. Mm-hmm. And you don't understand. Yeah. I have to get this. Totally, totally. Like, totally. And I, this is after <laughs> oh, I've given a morning so after there. morning yeah. after morning, like, Hey, like it's my busy season. Please be patient. Please be patient. Please be patient. But I remember that moment was kind of like the turning point for me because mm-hmm. instantly my night had changed. Like my attitude had turned around. We had such a fun night. And I think actually subconsciously mm-hmm. that's what I needed. And, you know, yeah. it, it just ended up being a really nice night. So now, like ever since then, I've been a lot better with, okay, like try to get all the work I can done during the day while the kids are in school. I mean, I will tell you at the time mm-hmm. when my kids were younger and you have young kids, right? How old are your kids again? Five and Five seven. And seven. So kindergarten, second grade. Yes. Just started kindergarten, my youngest yes. this year. Is, is there TK where you live? Uh, yes. So my youngest did pre-K three days a week. So luckily, you know, leading up, I mean, it was easier, I have to say, when my kids were babies because I knew that I'd have like a good two and a half hour, you know, two times a day nap time to be able to focus. Oh, lucky. My, yeah, my, <laughs> my oldest did not. Oh my God. Nap. Oh, my, my, my oldest was, I have to wake him up. I'm like, Jesus oh. Christ. He was, he was easier. Yeah. Then my second came along and that was a different story. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I would say definitely like figuring out some sort of routine where it, it you know, cause the iPad, the iPad came out, I want to say before I had my third, but I also wasn't like, I don't want my kid to be on the iPad the entire time. But luckily we lived in a neighborhood where we had some really close friends who had kids the same age. I'd be like, Hey, like can you can play for two hours while I get some work done. So, you know, it, it, it yeah. does take a village, right. You know, when it comes to those kinds mm-hmm. of things, but, um, and honestly, yeah. looking back, I, like you asked me that question, I'm like, I really still sometimes don't even know how I did it, but I would, I will say that in all in all, I, I do 
owe it to my husband because he's the one that has honestly been my biggest supporter ever since the very beginning. So, yeah, it's like, I know everyone listening has complete different life circumstances. Totally. Some people have kids, some people don't, right. some people have another job, some people don't. And it's so important to really figure out what is feeling good to you and right to you. And if you have a partner, like, cause my husband, it takes a lot to get him upset, like a lot. Mm-hmm. He's very supportive and very just tolerant of my shit. And he, um, I had a very similar experience. He was just like, really? Cause we're, he, we were going to watch a movie and I had my computer open and I'm like editing, watching the movie. And he's like, seriously, babe, like enough. Yeah. Like, I miss you. Yeah. Like, this is it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I had a very come to Jesus with him as well. And I started saying to myself, okay, because I'm the same. If I have a client who emails me and it's just a quick response on my phone, as long as I'm not like in the middle of playing a game with my son or out riding dirt bikes with the family or whatever, I'm going to ignore it. But if I'm just like, you know, sitting by myself, like drinking a glass of wine, watching Netflix. Yeah. I'll respond really quickly. Cause that doesn't feel bad to me. Right. But when I have that sort of icky, like, I feel like I'm being pulled in two different directions. That's my, like, r- like my, I don't know if radar is the right word, but if I'm feeling guilt with what I'm doing right now with work, that's when I know I need to stop and look at, am I breaking these like boundaries that I've created for myself? I'm always basing like, am I feeling icky right now and feeling like a shit mom or a bad wife or whatever, you know, totally. if that's the case mm-hmm. then I have to like reevaluate. And that's also sometimes that too, where sense. if you just were to sit and just, you know, like I have this little tiny notebook, it's like, it's a, it's the smallest notebook. And I just, it's always at my desk and I'll sit there and I will use that to just jot whatever my thoughts are. Um, or also mm. like, okay, these are the things that I need to prioritize and what I need to do because there's something about writing it on paper. Yes. I could type it in on my computer. Or I can plug it in my phone, but it's just not the same as far as me physically having to write it and see it in front of my eyes. Mm. That kind of helps you know, with organizing my, my brain, <laughs> um, but yeah, then also just, sure. com, you know, communicating. I mean, you know, yes, that one night when my husband was upset about me, just like going up to work and it's like, hello, like, can't you come hang out and give me some attention? You know, that kind of thing. I think that the fact that he communicated to me, like how he was feeling also kind of helped with just resetting like my mindset when it came to like, okay, like this is how I need to start kind of running things a little bit better. And actually it was really funny. (laughs) The roles have kind of reversed. (laughs) Now it's me being like, I want my attention because he, um, he opened up a new, well, essentially the same business industry, but just now in like a bigger space. And we just opened up a little bit over a year ago. And, you know, he is with clients hour by hour by hour, like with no break. Mm -hmm. And so he'll then have to come home and he'll have to respond to all these clients about, you know, oh, like, you know, what they need. And then I'm just like sitting there and in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, God, like you need a secretary, (laughs) you know, like you need a secretary. (laughs) You need to outsource this. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. Well, and I think like you said, communication, like if you do have a partner, like communication is key because sometimes people who aren't in our industry don't really understand the amount of time that it takes Mm -hmm. to get this done. Mm -hmm. And I'm a huge, huge advocate for outsourcing. I don't do my own retail. I mean, I do my own color correction and cropping. You know, I very much give the photos my look, Mm -hmm. but I have someone who does my skin retouching and um, fixes the backdrop if it's in studio 
hair flyaways, especially outside, like things like that. Mm -hmm. And that gave me hours and hours and hours of my life back. So for me, that was incredibly important. So it's like really just taking a look at, okay, if you are so strapped for time and your like personal life is struggling, Mm -hmm. it's so important to look at the ways that you can really outsource. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, and I did, I did do the outsource route at one point. And um, when I first started out with that, it was great. Actually, it was, it it actually was very time saving for me, yeah. and I was starting to make more money where I was able to invest in that. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it kind of fizzled. <laughs> I just got yeah. too picky. I'm 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 so picky. I, I'm way too picky. Yeah. And um, that's not a bad. Thing. No, it's not a bad thing. But at the same time, like for me, it's a bad thing in the sense that, <laughs> like, if I just kind of let go a little bit more, I'd probably. May be still be okay with the outsourcing work, right? Um, But then some of the companies that I have gone through and you know tried, you know, as those companies grew, they were also bringing on new editors. And then you know, next thing you know, like I'm not working with that same editor, and then I'm having to almost start over with somebody else. And Mm -hmm. and then next thing you know, I felt like I was spending more time fixing my own work versus just yeah, do it myself. It's the same amount of time for me just do it myself. It's a thing, yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. I can't tell you how many um, messages and emails I get. Like, I need a retoucher and someone that isn't going to be ten dollars an image, you know. Mm-hmm. And I am I'm super lucky that I started with the same reach. I've had the same retoucher my entire career, mm-hmm. and um, I feel like it's like a dating process. Like, I did I did a um, an episode with Pratik. He's a like master retoucher, mm-hmm. super amazing. And he and I talked all about finding a retoucher and how it is like it's like dating. Like it can be really, yeah. really painful, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm not telling you to outsource. I'm just for the listeners. To oh no, no, no! Like, if you have any, if good you need to outsource. Like share away because I yeah. can still use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it depends on what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are times when I'm like, I just need these braces gone super quick. Like I need it back in five hours or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I can go to like retouchup.com for two dollars and fifty cents or five dollars, and it's done. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, it just depends on really what people are are looking for, but. If you're out there and you're thinking about outsourcing, retouching, listen to the episode with Pratik. It it kind of goes through the steps of finding like a good a good retoucher. Yeah. But in I mean, in the end, if you feel like you're drowning, if your personal life is suffering, it's not going to go away. No. Like, and and you might have a partner who's not going to like communicate gently, like you know, my husband did or your husband did. It's going to be you know, it could it could be detrimental right. to the relationships in your life, mm-hmm. friendships in your life, your children. You know, so it's just really important to be in tune with that. If things are feeling out of balance, you got to find a way. And I think that's also part of, and that's also part of the reason why I think I decided to pull back on weddings a little bit more and not photograph as many, Um, you know, Mm -hmm. because portrait sessions, you know, I can photograph those during the week. I actually was just talking to somebody about it today, how, oh my God, I love that I am working more during the week right now because then my weekends are free yeah. and I'm not missing out on X, Y, and Z. I mean, mm-hmm. and now seeing my kids as they've gotten older, I mean, like my daughter's going to be nine in, you know, a little over a month. And it's like, oh my God, I remember the day that she was born, like it was yesterday. And I really have to say out of all three of my kids, she was the one that I really soaked in the most because I knew that she was going to be my last. And, you know, where my boys, like, that was like towards the beginning of my business and, and really doing everything I could to grow it. And I felt like, yeah, there was times where I was like, all right, you know, there's Peppa Pig, go, go watch, go watch that or whatever, whatever show that was. We're all guilty of that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, but I look back and I think like, you know what, it also, 
you know, all that work gave me the ability to kind of pick and choose, you know, when I, I mean, eventually, right. Like not in the beginning, like I was kind of just trying to take whatever I could, but eventually it led into me being able to pick and choose what I wanted, you know, what days I could work or, you know, what I wanted my schedule to look like, you know, to allow me the time to be able to not, you know, to do things with my kids and not miss soccer games or, you know, miss, uh, jujitsu competitions or, you know, all the things, you know, be able to go to my kids back to school night and not have to miss it for, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the first time I did a personal branding session, I loved it. Like you were saying love as far sight with weddings. That was me with personal branding. Like I absolutely loved it. And what I loved about it even more was being able to work during the week. Cause like professionals don't want to work evenings and weekends. They just don't. Right. So, you know, just like I didn't or whatever. So the majority, I would say like 80% of my income over the last 10 years has been through personal branding and it's during the week. And I start my shoots at 1030. So I can get the kids up, get them off to school, drop them off, and then maybe like come back home, quick, get ready, head to the shoot. You know, it's be done. I only shoot, you know, my shoots, it's like two hours with hair and makeup. And then I come home and I do some editing and maybe record a podcast. Whereas, okay, I will say though, there are times when I just want to get out of the house and work. (laughs) Like, like, so my senior, this, this time of year is really busy for me for high school senior shoots. I know you do senior shoots as well. I've I've, I've been busy with that right now too. (laughs) Yeah. So there are times during this, this time of year that I don't mind working evenings because I love the glowy light during golden hour. And then plus it gets me out of the house where, you know, I love my children and I try to spend as much time with them. And there are also times when I don't want to spend you know, I just want a couple hours away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing beats being in the car down the 101 blasting your own music and having some time to Ugh. yourself, you know, especially now that yeah. my kids are at yeah. that age where it's like, you know, my oldest, for example, like he comes in, he'll sit in the front. Actually, well, now he's driving. He has his permit now. So oh, now it's, <laughs> oh, but like, he'll, yeah. he'll just take the car over. And in my head, I'm like, well, first of all, whose car is this? Whose gas is this? Where are we going? <laughs> and he'll just take over and put like his rap music on or whatever mood that he's in. And, yeah. you know, where I almost in a way don't have a choice of what gets played on the radio. Yeah. But, you know, but no, we we all need that. I, I even just like shifted myself where like, okay, I start my mornings off like responding to emails, you know, doing a little editing or calling or whatever it may be. And then I get out and I do, you know, like all like this morning, actually, before I got on here with you, I placed my whole foods order for a pickup and I'm going to go. Yeah. Cause that's the yep. other thing I have to say, like one thing that COVID has done to us is, you know, being able to have these, having a little bit of outside help, right? Like being able mm-hmm. to place your order online so you can just roll and pick up. Cause sometimes I don't have the time yes. to go to grocery store because I'm an Uber driver in the afternoon taking care of my kids with all their sports and things like that, you know? And then I think yes. about all the work yes. I still have building up as it goes along. And it's like, you know, I can't let that keep building up and not chipping away at it. So. Totally. It's little things like that, that if you can just tweak some things, mm-hmm. you know, and, and okay, I know there are char- extra charges. Well, I guess picking up my grocery delivery, there aren't extra charges unless they're just building it in on the website. Like if the food costs more on the website, yeah. but those are little things you can like build into your cost of business. If there are cost of doing business, if there are fees, you know, right. I'm just such a proponent for finding ways to, to, give yourself more time. And, and the other thing is too, is, you know, when I first got into photography, I wasn't thinking like, what is going to be the best genre for my lifestyle? Like these just weren't, I was just so excited to start a business. And like you said, taking any work that I had time for or whatever, 
But once you like get going into it, like I realized that weddings were not going to work for my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. They just weren't. And personal branding was, you know, so especially if you're really new, take some time to think about what your lifestyle is like and what it truly will look like if you take on weddings. Or maybe you're someone who prefers not to work during the week and weddings are better for you because you want to be home with your baby or, you know, whatever. Like, it's just something to think about that I don't think we're ever taught to do that at the beginning. Right. I would say, and, you know, one thing too is like, I I remember having a conversation with my husband's cousin. So her husband was a photographer. He did like more architectural stuff. And he mm-hmm. had really cool work. And um, but I remember having a conversation with him and he was like asking me like, oh, like, you know, I, I'm really interested in like learning more about weddings. Like how, you know, how much do you charge and this, that, and the other. And oh, wow. Like there's really, really a lot of money in weddings and whatnot. If you're going to photograph weddings too, though, remember that this is someone's like, this is a very important day for somebody that spent a lot of time planning that. You don't necessarily want to do it for the money. You want to make sure that you love doing that because there's so much stress that goes into Mm -hmm. a wedding day. That's actually part of what I think I'm so drawn to. Like, I love the challenge of weddings, but also leading up to that, you know, I, I, I think like I also, I build a rapport with my clients just because I feel it's important, you know, and you know, and I know that there are some photographers out there, which I do admire who like literally like they, they book their client and then they don't see them until the wedding day and they just shoot the wedding, which I wish I could do. I really do. I, I think that that would probably simplify a lot in my life. Um, but because I'm such a social person in general, I think that I, you know, I think that's part of why I like getting to know my clients a little bit more, you know, and, and, you know, and then they appreciate it more the day of the wedding, you know, so. Yeah. And, and that just goes to show everyone can do it differently totally. and you can do it differently how it feels right to you. But I am a firm believer in making that connection with clients. Mm-hmm. Like I just think that is one of the most crucial things. And I think that's why I have such a good referral uh, rate mm-hmm. is because of the connections oh, that I build with my clients. Same. Yeah. And it's not like I spend a whole lot of time per se. It's just the time that I am with oh, them. Oh yeah, exactly. I am like laser focused on making them yep. feel special and important. Yep. Same. Genuinely. Because you want them to. You yeah. Know? And yeah. you know, and I have to say like, because I'm such a, I feel like I'm such a people person too. Like, you know, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I've definitely had times, you know, where I have had a client where you can tell they don't really care for me. Like I'm just a vendor to them and I'm totally okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. Like, I'm just so thankful that they have found that trust or, you know, that they have that trust in me to capture their big, important day. Right. You Mm -hmm. know, and then I have other clients where like, I mean, like this one pops in my mind immediately. So I do a lot of, you know, I'll do the engagement session. I'll do the wedding. And then after the wedding, I'll do their maternity, their new, you know, their newborn, their six month. Oh, I love that. one year. Like I have so many families that I photograph their wedding and I follow, I've followed them, you know, even beyond this point. I've been photographing them for a decade. (laughs) You know, I have families I've been photographing for a decade too. Yeah. This one family in particular, I did their wedding, and um, but before the wedding, when I did their engagement session, their their engagement session lasted ten minutes. It was literally a oh. ten minute session <laughs> because of just how uncomfortable they were in front of the camera. It just was not their thing. They just wanted a couple pictures, mm-hmm. even though they knew that they had roughly an hour, hour and a half with me, whatever amount of time at the time. They were like, "We're good. Like this is fine." 
the day of the wedding, you know, the coordinator was trying to drag them out, you know, to take their sunset photos and they kept saying no to her. And then I finally walked over and was like, we need to go. And they were like, okay, fine. They came out, you know, whatever. Did a couple of pictures. Everything was great. I'm not kidding you when I say after that, like they called me when they were pregnant with their first. It totally like, like that. I did not expect that at all. Like I thought, okay, yeah. wedding's over. Yeah. Like they're done with me. And no joke. They have three yeah. kids now. And when we photograph, we spend a good hour together. We talk, we, I, I, you know, I play around with their kids and we just, we get a beautiful, you know, amount of pictures. And, you know, that to me is just such a, like a heartwarming feeling because it's like, I was able to take them mm. like, and they'll even say they're like, you know, like leading up to the, the wedding, like that was just not our thing, but you made it more comfortable for us. And, you know, made oh, it more fun. I love so it's that. like, I love those. So awesome. Love those mm-hmm. types of clients. So. Yeah. yeah. You left an impact and I feel like that is what like and I'm sure you made them feel comfortable during that 10 minutes even though they were, you know, awkward. I felt, you know, people are can be very awkward, yeah. but when you actually make them feel good about it and then they really like their photos, they'll keep coming back. Oh, yeah. Like it's it's amazing. Oh yeah. And I mean, and think how often do you have a client that tells you, "All right, like we're really awkward. You're going to have to tell us what to do." And it's like, "Oh, I'm yeah. I'm used to that. Don't worry." All the time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. (laughs) Is there anything you do specifically? I mean, obviously that, that couple like organically just came back to you, but are there any like marketing things that you do to remind people that you do do more than just weddings? Like after you shoot their wedding? You know, I, I gotta admit, I am so bad with my marketing. I really am. I'm terrible with like, you can go on my Instagram and you can scroll once. I mean, I, I'm, I'm so bad at it. I am. But I would say... I mean, I was looking at your Instagram and I thought you did, were doing a really good job. I mean, but if you look at it, like I don't... I don't I know. Don't I think you're not giving yourself <laughs> enough credit. Well, I guess I'm comparing myself to like some of the other photographers that I'm friends with in the area who post every yeah, day. No. Where me, I don't, I don't no. post every day. <laughs> I can see on here when I'm scrolling, you do engagements, you do seniors, you do weddings. There's a couple family thrown in here. Like... I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. You're posting just beautifully consistent photos. So maybe you don't think you're good at, I mean, I don't know what else you do for marketing. Yeah. I'm sure like it sounds like referrals are, are you know, big for you or whatever. I would say but, but that's what that is. And that really is like I, um, a, a big refer- referral. So actually I have to say a big referral source has been word of mouth. It's always been like that yeah. since, since the very beginning. And then yeah. I, and I, I mean, in the beginning I did try a couple things. I even tried a wedding show. I didn't really get much from that. I don't think I booked a single wedding from any of the wedding shows I did at the very beginning of my, my business. And I knew that, okay, like, how am I gonna, how am I gonna grow this? You know, but word of mouth has definitely been, been the best thing for me. So. And I would, you know, throw it out there that that's probably because and got people out there listening to this podcast are probably like, okay, Nikki, we get it. Cause I say it all the time, <laughs> but that like experience you give them the service you provide. And it sounds like you, you know, you've had the experience with service restaurant barista. Mm-hmm. Like I had that experience with service too. I was a, a server and a bartender for eight years, you yeah. know, like there's something about giving really great service, beautiful photos, great service, giving the connection and educating and communicating with the client. Like if you can just get these things under control mm-hmm. and and slowly work towards nailing those four things, like you're golden. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And on top of that too, I think also is being aware of my schedule and not overbooking myself in that small period of time. Right. 
Um, I will tell you in, and I'm sure a lot of people in the wedding industry experience this, but in 2022, end of May, beginning of June, in eight days, I had five weddings. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I would like be hit by a truck. Five full day weddings. And a lot of that was just from like people waiting it out to to book their weddings because, you know, of, of everything going on. And I remember feeling very like, oh my God. And, and then on top of that, like, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people in my community and some in the photo community that are aware that, you know, my middle had some health issues and, you know, I was having to deal with that also. Um yeah. You know, so that took some time away from me really focusing in on my business. But, um, but I remember feeling like, okay, I'm never doing that again, never. But mm-hmm. I didn't have a choice yeah. at the time, just because I was, you know, especially coming out from coming out of COVID and my son being done with his um, treatment and everything. Like I was just so desperate just to kind of get back into my work life, you know, because I missed right. it for so long, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But. I also learned a hard lesson, like, okay, don't, don't photograph five full day weddings in eight days because <laughs> it does yeah. take a toll on yeah. your body and customer service. Yeah. That goes back to part of that work, work-life balance. Totally. Like, yeah. And yeah. And it's going to affect the level of service that mm-hmm. you can give when you are just completely stretched to the limit. Yeah. It's not good for anybody. It's not good for you. It's not good for your family. It's not good for your clients. So yeah. Yep. And, and one more thing about the marketing piece, it's like marketing, you can do some really simple strategies that can bring in clients. It doesn't have to be this like full on, like every day, this, and that, you know, like reels and blah, blah, blah all the time. Like there can be some really simple, easy to do strategies that will bring your clients in. Like, because, you know, you can have all of the things that I was saying, but I feel like that comes later on. Mm-hmm when that, the, that referral base, like at the beginning, I feel like the first couple of years, you really have to do that marketing piece in order to get people to know about you. And totally. then the snowball starts rolling or whatever. So I don't want to discourage people and think that like, cause marketing, I mean, I just did a course on marketing. Like it's incredibly important, especially those first few years until you get that really strong client base, right. you know, then it's like, oh yeah, I don't really have to go to networking meetings anymore. Or, you know, like I use my email list to market now, which is great because I can do it at home or, you know, yeah, like, yeah. it just, yeah. Which yeah. is, which but is wonderful. It's home You're fun. actually inspiring me that yeah. I need to, to do some, you know, di- like just a different approach with some marketing, especially if I'm, I don't want to say I, I'm moving out of weddings. I st- I'm still booking weddings, but as my kids are getting a little bit older, I'm, like I look at my oldest yeah. who is going to be 16 in January. He plays football. He's very driven. Um, I mean, the kid, I mm-hmm. dropped him off at the gym. So my husband's a gym owner that he, he runs at his own training facility. And I dropped my son off at the oh, gym cool. at 630 this morning to train for an hour and a half before oh, he goes to school. Gosh. And then he has football practice. Like he has his visions and his dreams already set of him wanting to play college football, which I know is, you know, it, that's a big dream, but you know, you have to, yeah. if, you know, like Walt Disney says, if you can dream it, <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, yep. Yep. but like I think of my future as far as like, okay, if he decides he wants to play college football, whether it's, you know, the JC level, D1, D2, D3, whatever it may be, those games happen on Saturdays. Well, I can't be photographing mm-hmm. weddings on Saturdays in the fall and then miss watching his games. Now, obviously, I can't go to every single game, but I want to be able to go see my son play, you know. Or can you? 
right? I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, switch to personal branding. Yes, and I'll I tell know. you what. No, no, but it, I mean, it might be a good idea to remind, like, you have this full email list with all of your past clients, like to remind them that you do XYZ shoots as well. Like you're not just, I'm not just your mother's wedding photographer. You know, like there are other things that, that you do just to, to remind them. And they already know, like, and trust you. They already probably have a a good idea of your pricing and they know you're going to provide great quality. Like past clients are the best people to market to, Mm -hmm. I think. No. And I, I have to say it's, I mean, past clients and even some of my newer clients, like I'm, I mean, some of my newer clients who've never stepped in front of my camera, but they've heard about me and, yeah. you know, and when I meet them and like, I'll just be chatting away and like, next thing you know, we're not even talking about photography. We're talking about like, oh, what's your favorite Starbucks drink? Oh, really? You like, you, you like this? Oh, I like that too. <laughs> Whatever it may be. Or your favorite ice cream flavor. Like we just start. I, and sometimes I, I have to be careful of that because I don't want especially when you have a client who is interested in booking you for their wedding, right? Like mm-hmm. it's about them. So you want them to feel like, okay, like let's let them uh, talk a little bit more about, you know, what it is that they are doing, you know? And mm-hmm. sometimes like, it's just, I don't know, it's just kind of like a nice little icebreaker, like kind of segueing into it, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like totally. we have like small talk conversations. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, I'm excited to see what you end up doing and how you end up, you know, kind of moving forward and, yeah, the kids' sports thing—it's a big deal. I mean, it, yeah. it really, yeah. So, especially as they get older, as they yeah. get older, just it gets it gets pretty wild. But yeah. it's so much fun. It is. Mine just my oldest just started wrestling last year, and my youngest oh, is awesome. he's into soccer right now, but he likes baseball too. I don't know. We'll see which one he ends up. Like he's yeah. we're still working that out. But my son wait—is baseball is it the t-ball level? T-ball, yes. Next year he'll do um, like coach pitch, or whatever. Yeah. It is. It's really fun. But like wrestling tournaments are on Sunday, which I love because then I still have like my weekend. But yeah. But is, anyways, but is, I wouldn't miss it is, for the world, you know. Is the is the T ball painful? Oh <laughs> it is so hard to watch. It's so my cute, oldest, but yet yeah. So, so my painful. oldest tried T ball, but he just was like playing in the rock. Like he just needs action. Like he's a he rides yeah. BMX and dirt bikes, both my kids. Like they need action. Mm-hmm. I think soccer is probably gonna be more of my youngest thing. But wrestling yeah. is my favorite to watch. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I never thought my, I'd say that. My daughter okay. does the, she does jujitsu. Oh, nice. That's awesome. amazing. Yeah. But wrestling and jujitsu. Oh yeah. A combination of those two things. Oh, is God. Like, he'd be, he'd be, yeah. he'll be the next yeah. UFC fighter. <laughs> I hope not. I can't even watch a boxing match without feeling sick. Even though I know yeah. grown men are like choosing to do this to each other. I know. And women. Yeah. Like, I can't even watch a boxing match. But when my little 40-pound soaking wet seven-year-old is wrestling, I'm like, take up down. Like, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> but it's so uh, good. Anyways. Uh, well, anyway, I appreciate you sharing all of this yeah, with us. And, absolutely. Um, yeah, Thank you. What doing. But yeah. I still have a couple more questions that I always ask at no, the end of each episode. Please. Yes. And the first one is, is, and I know we haven't talked a whole lot about like shooting in general, so this will be interesting. Um, what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Oh my gosh, what I can't live without. Mm-hmm. My snacks. <laughs> snacks. <laughs> you get hungry during your shoots? Uh, I do. I bring snacks with me because like sometimes it's like my day just gets so busy. You know, mm-hmm. or even when I'm shooting a wedding, it's like the day gets so busy and oh, like wedding, the wedding, like sure. yeah, yeah, like I and I throughout the day, like right now, it's like I haven't eat, really eaten anything yet, just because I I woke up and it's just been I I'm I like literally I'm go 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 the second I open my yeah. eyes every yeah, day. Same. And so, same. and then I remind myself, Oh God, I need to eat. So I always make sure that I have 
a good handful of snacks with me whenever I go to a session, because, you know, there is going to be that moment where I can, okay, if they're changing their outfit or we're walking, like I can quickly just like, you know, grab something and pop it in my mouth or whatever. Wedding day. That's so crucial for sure. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, (laughs) Number two is how do you spend your time when you're not working? And I know you talked a little bit about that, but if you want to elaborate. Spending time when I'm not working. Well, Depends on the day of the week. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say, you know, out on the football field, watching both my boys play, you know, my daughter, she does gymnastics and jujitsu and she just finished playing soccer, you know, but she just decided she wants to start playing tennis. So I may find myself on the tennis court. Yeah. Um, You know, I am a neat freak. So I'm constantly cleaning my house. (laughs) Maybe that's (laughs) taking time away from work. I don't know. Um, you know, but just, I'm, I'm, I try to get, you know, to kind of get out like last night, like we went to this, uh, local restaurant for Monday night football, you know, and had some drinks and appetizers and things like that. Um, you know, and, and now that my wedding season is over, like I'm looking ahead at my, my upcoming weeks and I've got some fun social things planned with some friends as well, you know, family, but also, you know, know, social, you gotta, can't forget to have some good times and laughs with friends. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Um, number three is what is a photography specific product that you would recommend to pretty much any photographer to have? Oh. Well, again, that, I think that's also very dependent on what it is that you are doing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what about for portraits? Since this is you know the portrait system, I love my fifty, my fifty mm. millimeter one point two. Love that. So you should Canon now. So you started. I've with been Nikon shooting Canon. I did. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I did, did the same. With it. And you know what? You know why I um I made the switch. So I remember when I first that wedding, when I shot that very first wedding, the photographer I was with, he had an extra Canon body, and he said, "Hey, mm-hmm. I want you to shoot with this today." And I was like, "Okay." And so, you know, I went from shooting like I brought my little Nikon like camera with me. He's like, "No, I'm going to have you shoot on this Canon," and it was the original classic 5D, and yeah. um, I just loved how it felt in my hands. And mm-hmm. I loved how I was able to, you know, adjust the settings and everything. It's almost like I went from that Nikon to the Canon. It was just an easier, it was just easier for me to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's, and then when I was looking to upgrade my Nikon or, per, or, you know, possibly even buy the Canon, he said to me, he was like, well, you need, you know, again, you just need to feel it in your hands and see what does this feel like for you? And Mm-hmm. Not so much like oh how it photographs, right? <laughs> I know, but, um, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> like that is really an important thing. But I've had my it's my baby. I've had my fifty, I think, since the very beginning. It was one of my my first big purchases, and I still till this day think back like, wow, that was one of the best things ever. Because it's you know it's a very I think it's a very versatile lens for me. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, especially when it comes to like shooting uh, product or people or you know details. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I switched to Canon too for a variety of reasons. Um, part of it was being able to share lenses with other photographers. I was working with at weddings or whatever, and mm-hmm. if we all had Canon, it just made sense. But I, my first, well, my my husband had an icon, so that's why I started with. That's how like the first DSLR I ever played with was his. It was a mm-hmm. Nikon D80. And then I started with the Nikon um, D700. And it's so funny because I have a client who I did family photos for nine years ago in Michigan, they moved mm-hmm. to Ohio and she just reached out to me and was like, hey, can you do my daughter's senior photos? We'll come back up. And I'm actually going, I have a friend who lives not too far from them in Cincinnati. And I was like, oh, I'll just come do the senior shoot 
in Cincinnati. I'll visit my friend. It'll be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I was looking back because she had posted our the uh, family photos and tagged me in them. And I was like, oh, I love these photos. I swear, all of the shoots that I look at from my Nikon D700, mm-hmm. I love. Like, I don't know what it was. It's almost, I don't know. I don't know what yeah. it is. Because it's not like I was the best photographer in the world. It was nine years. Well, I'm still not, but you know what I mean? Nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Like there was something about that Nikon D700. And I've joked around like, I'm going to find connection with it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is. But like some, my very first like, quote unquote, like glamour photography that I did in the rental apartment in Seattle in the corner of my house was on that D700. I look back at those photos and I love them. So I don't know. Who knows? I have to say, I mean, a nice shoot with the with the you know, the new, um, it's not new so much now, but the uh, mirrorless, the Canon mirrorless camera. And I still think back to my 5D classic and just, I still love that camera body. I still love it. So funny. So funny. I have the R6. You have the R6 or the R5? I have the R6. I couldn't justify the R5. You know, I think it was me either. I mean, as much as I would have loved to have it, but like I was talking with, you know, I have a friend who has the R5 and so I got a chance to kind of play around with it a little bit. And I'm, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with my decision to, you know, because I save myself some good money, you know? Yeah, me too. So funny. (laughs) I did the exact same thing. Yeah. All right. Last question is what would you tell people who are just starting out? Kind of like what I said earlier, right? Like, you know, I, I, I quoted Walt Disney and I said, you know, if you can dream it, you can do it. Yeah. Just go for it just take a chance and just go for it. I remember when I first started out and, you know, um, my husband, you know, like I said, he was like my biggest believer. And, mm-hmm. but I remember he was, he shared with me something that he was talking with one of his friends and his friend said, you know, you know, everybody knows a photographer. So, and it, mm-hmm. I, and I mean, mm-hmm. I probably, I took it more in a, in a negative way as far as like, so what are you saying? Like, I can't be a photographer. Like you don't think I'm right. going to be able to do this. And, um, but I use that as a way to just kind of motivate me to just do everything I can to just get out there. You know, I, I did start with like, you know, getting out there and like networking with people and networking with people, you know, in the industry as a whole, you know, whether they were a florist, they were a coordinator, they, mm-hmm. um, you know, were a DJ or a band member, whatever it may be. Um, you know, and then things changed as my kids got a little bit older too, because it was taking, you know, I, I mean, it's hard. It, it is hard to network when you have kids. It's very hard, yeah. you know, especially when it you have network and events. Like, yes. But yeah, I just, you know, I, I'd say I just, just, just keep your head high and just keep moving forward, you know, and it'll, it'll happen. You just got to be patient with yourself. Yeah. Awesome. It doesn't come quick. It doesn't come quick, but you know, you be patient and you just keep moving forward. You'll be fine. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, last question is uh, where can people find you online? Um, best place to find me, I would say is on Instagram, just at Jahan Serda, J-I-H-A-N-C-E-R-D-A. <laughs> um, I have my website, you know, uh, com, but, um, I'd say Instagram is probably the best. I tend to keep that the most updated, but yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you, Jahan. Yeah. yeah thank yeah. you. This has been awesome. so great. Hopefully we'll meet in person at some point. <laughs> yes. Let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Come to wine country. Awesome. We'll go wine tasting. How awesome Ooh. would that be? That sounds yes. amazing. Yeah. I know Sweet. some of the best wineries around here too. So uh, speaking my language. <laughs> yes, let's do Perfect. it. Let's do it. <laughs> well, thank you again. This has been awesome. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? 
I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-Day Startup Challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and 8 frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.